90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Hyland. Hey, you guys. Look, we're back at it again. We made it another week. They're starting to blur together, though. If, if you are my beacons, then I'm happy to see you. <laughs> Actually, I realize that you and Adam are my beacons because I'm like, oh, it's, it's a recording night again. Like, yeah. And I'm like, here we are. And uh, just a quick update, I did survive the uh, two and a half weeks sans Elaine, and uh, she's made a triumphant return and back in charge of the Huskies. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) And your arms welcome her back. They do, yeah. I'm so happy to see her again. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I have to say, um, she was very impressed that I had not, um, uh, you know, been derelict in my duties. And so, <laughs> so they were healthy and happy. And she actually noticed that Rosie Bear has lost some weight, which is what we were hoping for. So this wow. is Wow. Yeah. What about you? You lose anyway? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. I don't think I told you, but and Sharon's going to totally like nod her head at me in the wrong direction. But um, when she was gone, because Elaine is amazing and, and c- does most of the cooking for us. And Sharon knows this. Um, and... Uh, I tried to like think I would make food while she was gone, but I was Kelly. so exhausted from just dealing with the dogs and full-time job stuff that um, I'm not joking when I tell you for two and a half weeks, I basically just ate um, raw vegetables and toast. And so... And, Good and, God. And here's the part where you're going <laughs> to like, you know, n- nod your head in the wrong direction. Um, two nights, I was so tired, I just gave up and ate a chocolate bar. <laughs> Kelly... Oh my wow. goodness! You have abandoned any reality. Yeah, yeah. I just ate chocolate and went to bed. <laughs> I, I had given you at least one recipe that two. was easy. Two, you two, gave me two even. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, but by the time I got around to like, oh, I could maybe make. I was so tired. I was just so tired. So. Oh my goodness, Kelly! They were twenty-five minute preps. Yeah, and you're I eating five asleep. minutes after that. <laughs> Anyways, oh. back to the show. <laughs> I'm not going to lose uh. hope in you, Kelly, because this is something I think you can do. Okay. <laughs> One day. One day. <laughs> Maybe not today. Yeah, not today. No, no. <laughs> your lifeline is back. That's Thank good. Thank heavens. Yeah. <laughs> so here we are with yet another dose of 90s now. And we've got new music and tour news for some rock giants and some 80s faves that we'll talk about in a little bit. Also, one of our favorite divas seems to have more layers than anybody even knows. Not surprising when we tell you who that is. And one of the artists that's so strongly and musically associated with the decade before our favorite decade has passed away. So let's start there. We got news just the other day that Irene Cara was found in her home in Florida having passed away. Mm -hmm. She was 63. That's young. Super young. Super young. And as one of the stars of Fame, man, I remember seeing Fame, the movie, Mm -hmm. and then watching Fame on TV as if it was a place that that was attainable. They made it seem like so fun and that it would be a place that you could go to. You sort of dreamed that your high school could be like that, Mm -hmm. which it was not at all. (laughs) (laughs) But super fun. Um, So, you know what? She would be like a a goat for like shows like Glee Mm -hmm. or even Never Have I Ever, that kind of thing. Um, uh, But best original song... Oscars, plural, because she uh, she was associated with fame. And then a couple of years after that, she get co-writing credit and performing on Flashdance. What a feeling that must have been. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> nicely done, Sharon. 
Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. You so. know what I noticed, and some of the names are escaping me, but um, I was actually on the air when the news came out. So mm-hmm. I made sure to get that, you know, uh, happening right away so everyone knew about it on my station. Um, yeah. But I started seeing very quickly on social media just how much Irene meant to many um, women of color. Yeah. You know, like uh, and black women like like Deborah Cox, like she put out something on her social media. Simone Denny, who is a Canadian artist, uh, also a black woman, um, she put out something. And then I'm, I'm forgetting a bunch of the rest of the names, but I just I was so um, pleased to see how much Irene had affected, you know, all these amazing other artists who are doing their thing today. And like, I hope wherever Irene is. She somehow saw social media and knows that she made such a big effect on so many different people because it was amazing. I think by virtue of the fact that uh, of what we've read since her passing, uh, we've learned that she was working on some new stuff, which is really cool. And it's nice to read that uh, for artists of any age, of any generation, that they're still interested in in, in uh, maintaining their art. I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that she would have had to have known her impact for sure. You know, just even just because she wanted to still create. So she knew, mm-hmm. I think, that she affected um, women, people, young people, people of color mm-hmm. in a way that uh, that, you know, made the arts a viable possibility for them. Um, I think uh, one of the things that I saw that I loved uh, was uh, Quest Love of the Roots, oh, yeah. who's a fun follow on Instagram, mm-hmm. by the way. If you you know, I think you guys know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he posted a video of when Irene Cara was like nine or ten in a a little a, a little TV show. She was on TV as a Amazing. child, as a little girl, singing this really cute song and being interviewed by the host of the show and super cute, like I don't know what it means, but I like it kind of thing. And she goes on to sing this <laughs> this Latin song, "Hola, hola, hola, hola," super cute. But you can see, like grown up Irene in this little girl's face. So I guess technically, as a grown up Eileen, you would Irene rather you would be seeing. Um, uh, a little girl in the adult face, yeah. which is neat. That's she didn't amazing. change. I'm very recognizable. So I was really, I was thankful to uh, Questlove for having shared that with the world. Her family had asked for privacy so that they could obviously process through their grief. It seemed that this was a surprise to most. And her publicist was the one that shared the news with the world and uh, added that having to do that was uh, is the worst part of her job, obviously. Agreed. Well, yeah. A thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, especially when you're not, I guess, when you're not expecting it, you know, yeah, like well, it's that's never it. a good time. But yeah, by the way, speaking of um, people who have passed away, Leslie Jordan, who we know passed away, is probably a, what a month or two months already now that he's been gone. But mm-hmm. I don't know who's manning his social media, but they're keeping his Instagram alive. And I think it's amazing because they're reposting some of his content from before. And it's so great. Just obviously, there's an element of sadness because he's gone. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's so great to see him doing these things that made so many people happy if you missed it the first time around in pandemic, you know? Yeah. And it's neat, too. It's like when you go to a, a funeral for a friend or a memorial service, when you see pictures or videos put together, those are the things that, that keep you attached to those memories. Mm-hmm. You don't see them as as sick or ailing or old or whatever. You see them in their prime. And, and that's what it really generates that memory, which is, I think, healthier. Yeah. You know? Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So that's, I think, I agree with you. That's really cool. Adam I wish is I had silent. more dog Adam treats is silent down. tonight. <laughs> yes, Adam is very well, quiet. We're talking My... about a lot of death. All right. Perk it up, brother. 
you know, dark cloud, dark cloud. Dark, let's let's move the dark cloud out of the way. The best way to do that is trivia, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 90s. <laughs> now. Trivia. Booyah, bing bong. <laughs> bing bong. I forgot about the bing bong. Yeah. I said booyah. booyah. I feel like there's so much Whoa. pressure on me to produce uh, for this show. Uh, we have the, the fighting salmon color tonight for the card. All right. So this is under nice. pop culture. Um, it's funny, when I read this question, I was like, oh, I think I've done this before because it, it reminds me of a question I asked you about Remember we talked about jeans? I think it was on season 10 we talked about jeans and mm. we actually Googled it, those wide jeans. Yeah. But yeah. this is actually not that. But what does J-N-K, <laughs> uh, sorry, J-N-C-O stand for? G-N-C-O. Yeah. J is in Janet. N is in Norman. C is in chicken. O is in Oscar. Sharon. Yep. What's the category again? Pop Before culture. I guess. Pop culture. Uh, jeans company. Nope. Not even something I've ever heard of, but I thought I'd throw it out That's there. That's a good one. Well done, pal. Uh, jeans can't own NyQuil. Rem- this has nothing to do with jeans, just so we're clear. Does anybody want to read? Oh. This reminds me because like, when we did the jean question. Oh, let me guess again. Okay. Jeans, jeans, <laughs> jeans. <laughs> you ready? Adam, do you have any guesses? Uh, no, not any serious guesses anyways. Okay. <laughs> or anything appropriate. Uh, judge none, choose one. What is judge that? none, choose one. And I'm that wondering sound if like this jeans. was like the original, because you know now when you're online, there's all these like short, like BRB, you know, like be right back, like all the LOL, yep. like all this stuff. I wonder if one, if this was one of the original short term. Your... Junko. Yeah, because what oh, was but... the name of the jeans, Adam? Was it, it was because it was, was J N something or they're J. Well, if I'm looking at J N C O jeans, they're the wide pants. Okay, so that's okay. So that's so it was close to the question, but this is n- nothing to do with that. Judge none, choose one. And well, that maybe means you choose had to... a one pair of jeans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Choose those one pair of jeans, <laughs> and then just to follow through, as we know, again, we've discussed several times on the show that. Uh, sometimes the cards oh. want to be awesome with extra wording. And so after this particular answer, it writes word exclamation mark. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> I wonder, you know, what's funny, too, is like whoever did these, obviously, most of them are amazing. But then when you sit there and think like you write that, I'm like, lame. It's lame. Why would you write that? It's lame. <laughs> And it's like when I'm in the card store and I see I'm trying to buy a, a birthday card or whatever, and some of the cards are amazing. And then some of the messages, I'm like, "Were you on crack cocaine this day when you were writing this message?" Like, well, sometimes it's all about the delivery. Of like, the card? if you would ask the question and then answer, give the answer and add the little notes. Yeah, maybe it would work, but it just doesn't work on paper. It looks lame. I'll try it I again. A, Ready? I have a colleague of mine who's a well, somebody I've worked with who's a he's a great comedian here in Quebec mm-hmm. uh, comedian meaning he does jokes is that um, is, is that the right That's word correct. comedian mm-hmm. yeah because yep. comedian in French is an actor so I always get those uh, two mixed up okay. so he's a comedian he's a great comedian but anytime he writes jokes on Facebook lame it's super lame <laughs> and then he'll do the same joke in person and I'll find it super funny That's okay. crazy okay so here's the so, thing one, I have two questions. One will be answered by the uh, answer to your first question. Does he know he's lame? 
I decline. I plead the fifth. Oh, okay. So that's uh, question Isn't number that only two is, does he listen to this podcast? And the answer I don't think be he no does. That Otherwise, also. I'll be in really deep trouble. <laughs> can I, Johnny Lamo, no listen. Can I try the answer one more time and I'll add the, the thing in? We'll see if I make it more fun. Here we are. Maybe add the question because I don't remember that either. Judge none, choose one, word. Word. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There we are. Uh, question number two. The 1994 earthquake in California was known as what quake? What was the name of the quake? The Sharon. Go Sharon. The big one. <laughs> They're well, still waiting on the big guess. one, Sharon. It was a big one. It was no. a big one. Adam? Um, I feel like I should know this. I'd also like to, for any new listeners, Adam was born in 1994. Go, Adam. Yeah, But I've heard about this one. He um, was also known as the big one when he was born. So it's the something <laughs> earthquake? Yeah, so it's like the blank quake. I don't know the biggest earthquake. Oh, that that's like picking that's like in the prices, right? You've just added one dollar to yeah. my yeah. guess to make it your guess. Yeah. <laughs> I have another one. Yeah, yeah. The Great Quake. <laughs> I think those are all valid answers. I think so too. Valid but incorrect. Um <laughs> it's the uh, and Sharon Sharon's gonna nod her head as soon as she hears this. Uh the Northridge quake. I've never heard that. I swear to God. Are you serious? I remember this when it happened. This that was the area of where the quake was, the Northridge quake. Uh, wow. I think that was I remember where the it happening, and that was. I think like, that's where the epicenter was. It was in Northridge, California. That makes yeah. sense. Makes yeah. complete sense. I totally remember it. And then, not long after, there was a made-for-TV movie. Yeah. <laughs> so we watched that too. Hmm. Dangerous times. I haven't times, heard man. about it either. Yeah. You never heard about it? Nope. It was uh, significant. Adam, can well, you find I've, out what the was it like? Was it a five? Was it, it was like a six point something, right, Sharon? That I think quake? so, six or seven even. It was it was a big one. I'm gonna guess exactly. six point nine. Was it six point nine? I'll guess uh, seven point four. Sharon, mm. they'd be all dead if it was seven point four. Oh, you think that's why it was called the Great One? In my mind, <laughs> did you find and it, the Adam? correct answer was six point seven? Oh, close. We were both close. Yeah. You know, Sharon, <laughs> Sharon was going to kill hundreds of thousands of people with her So, guess. Sharon, you know that on that scale, if you go from six to seven, it yeah. means the one at seven is ten times bigger than the one at six. <laughs> it was a big one. So I don't think you were that close. <laughs> well, I was saying. close in that there was seven in my guess, right. but also <laughs> six in my guess. So mm -hmm. that's close to being the right yeah. answer. So mm -hmm. point to me. Yeah. And as Sharon <laughs> mentioned on this show a few weeks ago, um, probably don't Google the big one. Back to you, Sharon. Oh, yeah. don't do that. Or do it at home. Don't do it at work. <laughs> Nothing says red flag, shut it down. You're going to get seen by your supervisor. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Googling the big one at work. Yeah. Big news <laughs> okay. coming off the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. And that is that the Eurythmics are booked to tour. Wow. Well, I think it's a rumor. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's true up in here. Got Carol. it. I just want us to make sure people come to 90s now for some factual information. So as of now, it's not confirmed. Nothing confirmed. That We do yeah. have tour news that is confirmed. It's just not for Eurythmics. We're just hopeful. Yep. It has been like, uh, yep. man, you know what? They've reunited a few times since they've they parted ways. They said it was over 20 group. years since they've toured. Well, 
since they've toured, but it's been 30 years since they parted ways as a band. Okay. And 20 since their last time together. Mm -hmm. I mean, save for the uh, uh, appearance at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Mm -hmm. which was amazing. So Annie Lennox and Dave Stewart have undoubtedly been offered all kinds of money to tour because of the reception and uh, the vibe that was coming off the Rock Hall performances and the ceremony and all that. So there's no doubt that they are, you know, considering options. And by no doubt, I mean, I really hope they are. Yeah. <laughs> really, A hundred really. million pounds. Can you imagine? That apparently Do is it, on man. the table. Do it, man. Wow. But you know what? The, the idea that uh, Dave Stewart's description of them as a band and their approach to performance is really rather emotionally based and not surprising, but it's. I found it was interesting, his description of the contrast of how Eurythmics came to be compared to other bands, in his words, that have like built-in relationships. Theirs was kind of unusual. He said that usually a couple are in a band together and the band gets successful and then they break up. We've heard that story a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he says that ours was the other way around. We were a couple in, in a band but didn't write any of the songs for it or while we were living together. Then we decided not to be together formed Eurythmics, and wrote about 140 songs about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, So it's interesting. What ends up happening is that from the emotional performance side of things, it's a lot to get Mm -hmm. or to have to revisit that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think part of the songwriting process is that you're looking to heal and figure things out and get past certain things. So then having to perform them, you're going back. You're going back to the wounds. You're going back to where you were hurt, all that kind of stuff. So he describes it, Dave Stewart describes it as a roller coaster uh, when it comes to their performances because of the emotional connection between him and Annie Lennox. He says, people cry at some songs and it's an exhausting emotional experience for Annie singing too. A lot of the songs we've written together are about us being together. So it's not a straightforward concert going outwards to the audience. It's like going inwards to us as well, he said which is a long time ago. They haven't been a couple for a, a long time. They've since had relationships and kids and marriages and things like that. But still, that's how I think that's how powerful their music is. Mm-hmm. If it's written properly and executed well, it still channels uh, or taps into that emotional vibe, which is exactly why I want them to tour. <laughs> <laughs> it's tapping into my emotional vibes. <laughs> uh, I would do so, it. Yeah. I would still sing a rhythmic song for that much money. Mm-hmm. But you know what's crazy too is is when uh, as you, like Sharon knows I've DJed a couple of parties and the minute you put on Sweet Dreams people go bananas. Bananas. She she showed video of her I, I'm assuming it was her daughter that was uh, uh, filming her but they were at the airport in Los Angeles after the Rock Hall uh, celebrations and um, Sweet Dreams was on the uh, overhead. Oh, was it in, in the airport? Aw. And she was like, "Hey, they're playing my song." <laughs> Super cool. She sounds like such a cool person to hang out with. It seems like it, yeah. Yeah. She's a fun follow, too, on Instagram. She was really very active during uh, COVID stuff, like in the the thick of it, um, in maintaining connections with fans and stuff like that. She was really real about stuff. It was was a nice dose of of celebrity because of who she is, but Mm -hmm. of of, like reality at the same time. Very much appreciated. I love how we keep saying this person, that person was very active during the COVID time. And I'm thinking, were they more active than before? Or did we just have more time to look at what, you know, what stuff they were posting? I would bet it's a combination of both. Yeah. 
I found because I found it it seemed a little more ramped up that kind of performance that kind of like live check-ins things like that I found that got really ramped up well I think I think all artists were doing that because they were they, nobody was touring right nobody could do shows yeah. so yep. they were that's the way they could communicate with their fans so I definitely think that there was an uptick because everybody was stuck at home right so yeah because even like yeah. even like for Sharon and I doing pub quiz you know you, you were doing it on your station I was doing it on my station I was doing yeah. live streams, interviewing artists like that. Like I wasn't doing that before pandemic, you know, I, I was doing Thursday trivia every Thursday. We did 79. Wow. Um, and then every Sunday I was live from the studio at the end of uh, my specialty show at that time. And we were dancing. Yeah. Because my approach was like, hey, I'm already dancing to this song, so why don't you dance with me? And it really struck a, a chord. And as a result, I've made friendships with people who who were quite outward about how much that connection made because people weren't leaving their homes and people were having a hard time. And so if you can let a little steam off and know that it's okay to have a little dance in your kitchen with some goofball at the radio station, I was happy to be that goofball. Take one for the team, Sharon. <laughs> I'm here to do that. <laughs> um, hey, we should segue that uh, dance uh, chatter into uh, your uh, your live stream coming up. And just a reminder that that's happening yes, again. Yes, thank you. Uh, days away now, lots of pressure. We actually did a run through the other day to make sure our live stream is ready to go. So yeah, so uh, this uh, Sunday, December the 4th, 7.30 Eastern, so that's New York time, and then um, 4.30 LA time, so wherever you are in the, are in the world, you can figure out your, yourself, <laughs> if it's 2 a.m. for Rachel, I think. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, you can log into our YouTube channel, which is the very one you're watching this on right now, youtube.com slash Show. I've actually already put up a, re um, a reminder, so if you go there now, you can set a notification, and it will remind you to log in uh, at that time. And cool. uh, yeah, the Velvet Rope dancers from the 1998 tour with Janet Jackson are, are going to join us and have a little reminisce as we honor the 25th anniversary of of the Velvet Rope album. I was telling Deb about it the other night and saying, you know, I'm pretty sure that Kelly's open to my coming on to the to the Zoom call with them so that I can share my dance move design, <laughs> designed to bring happiness to the people. And she just shook her head like she it's like she doesn't know. <laughs> the power of this move and then I, you know what I realized in saying it out loud mm -hmm. I could like it could destroy careers <laughs> careers of people that have spent their lives you know building yep. in choreographing routines this is one move yeah yeah one move yeah yeah designed to bring happiness to the people you know what would be interesting is one of the dancers <laughs> is tice diorio who is uh has worked with taylor swift on a lot of her choreography and videos and all that stuff it'd be interesting if he asked to borrow that move and you saw it on a taylor swift video. <laughs> imagine <laughs> that swifty. would be amazing swifty would be doing it at the awards show she'd be like i can't believe and doing yeah. that move <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm willing to discuss that. Perfect. So perfect. Uh, now for some new album news and uh, concrete tour plans. We have got that with Metallica. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Their new song. We're playing it on, on my radio station. Kelly, I, I don't imagine you're ever going to play it on yours. <laughs> no. But you know what I did is I was on the air yesterday uh, when the news came out, and I actually went onto my airwaves and I said, uh, because we all have an inner rocker, it's important that I let you know that Metallica is coming. 
Of so, course. Because even though I'm the pop station, we're the pop station, I love Metallica, so I know that millions of other people would as well and would want to go to that For concert. For sure. So. And the whole idea about being pop as a riff on popular, Metallica are popular. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The definition of a band that's popular means that they've appealed to, you know, millions or mass, mass audiences. So they may not be pop, but they certainly are popular. And the fact that this new album closes like a six-year window from their last one uh, and we'll get it in full form in April, mid-April, called 72 Seasons. Um, and the concept behind the album is, uh, or the title rather, and I guess the whole the content of the album is that um, it kind of takes into account the first 18 years of their lives. The relationships with parents, how kind of we're told who we are. James Hetfield kind of got a little bit deep in the description of the album and the approach to it, but saying that, quote, the most interesting part of this is the continued study of those core beliefs and how it affects our perception of the world today, and that much of our adult experience is reenactment or reaction to these childhood experiences, kind of being prisoners of childhood or breaking free of those bondages we carry. End quote. Pretty heavy. He's been Uh, to therapy. He's been, I think he's been to therapy a few times. Um, and so, the title of the album is 72 Seasons? 72 Seasons. So all mm. the seasons times the so, 18, first 18 yeah. years of your life, right? That is 72. Cool. Yeah. That's a really I cool the, concept. I do that too. <laughs> <laughs> I, do the, I do the math to make sure they got it right also. I'm yeah. like, yeah. Imagine they got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's 73. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the idea though that uh, I think that uh, their performance is also a release. It's also therapy. I think anybody that performs live or performs music or writes music, mm-hmm. they they know that that's therapeutic for them to do that. Yeah. Um, this new album, the, the new song is called Lux Eterna. Very good. And it's just over three minutes long, so it really packs a punch. And what they're doing for this tour, so the album's going to come out April 14th, and a couple of weeks later, they'll start the tour that'll run through into 2024 wow so that's kind of huge it'll start in amsterdam and the fun fact is that for anybody in montreal listening to our podcast thank you by the way uh cool opening acts yeah they'll be here for two shows in august um and mammoth wvh so wolfgang van halen as well as Pantera on the same bill for the 11th of August. And then there's a great band called Five Finger Death Punch and Ice Nine Kills that are on the bill for the 13th for the show, the second show here in Montreal. What I think is fun about the first show is that when Dimebag Daryl was killed a few years back, he was a super fan of Eddie Van Halen and had left a message for Eddie Van Halen just days before thanking him for the impact and the inspiration and all that. And uh, they were working something out to get a guitar. He was going to get one of Eddie's guitars. So Eddie Van Halen showed up to the funeral with the original guitar that Dimebag Daryl loved, which was the one on the back of the Van Halen 2 album. He brought that original guitar so that Dime would be buried with that. Wow. Saying this is an original for an original. Wow. I did not know that story. So... I have cool. goosebumps. Like wow. it's yeah, same here. Even in the retail this many years later, the idea that now Eddie Van Halen's son is on the same bill for this, I think it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Really very cool. So that's neat that that's happening. The other bands that are on the bill are um Volbeat, who are very good, Greta Van Fleet, who my station also plays, and another band called Architects. 
So it's going to be cool for them. They're going to be on the road for a long time, and Metallica fans are stoked. Doesn't Architects have somebody famous in there? Who's that? Isn't there a son or somebody? Or isn't? Or am I? Oh, mis- is it? Let me see. Or maybe I'm I'm confusing that. I thought there was like a like a son of a famous. Like maybe you're thinking. What's that... the name of uh, the band of uh, Bono's son? Yeah, Inhaler. Oh, that's it. Maybe that's oh, the one I got confused yeah. with. Okay, they're good. I love the Inhaler. Yeah, love they're it. very good. They were here at. Uh, they were part of the Oceaga Bill. Yeah, I Amazing. missed them. Sorry, I was mad. Yeah. Where were you? Uh, I was there on the Sunday um... at Oceaga, but I was somewhere else on the other days, so I missed. Uh, I missed their show. There's a lot to see on that. Uh, yeah. At that festival, that's for sure. So yeah, so great news for Metallica fans because we've got the album and we've got a tour and it's all very good. Yeah. Now, uh, what else is going on? We had to. Well, we talked about uh, an, uh, one of our divas, our favorite divas, and the layers. And of course, we would make this transition out of talking about Metallica into talking about Mariah. <laughs> so the diva that is James Hetfield, yes. <laughs> the Devo, into the diva that is Mariah. This makes complete sense for 90s now, right, Kel? Yeah. And um, I like how in the article it talked about how, like, yeah, she has all these different layers. Maybe we could nickname her the Big Onion. Ooh. <laughs> That's therapy talk, Kel. Peel yeah. away the onion. Peel away the layers. Peeling back the layers. Ooh. But she really, since she's released her book, like her memoir, um, I find she's finding all these creative outlets because uh, I think she's written like a kid's book now. Like there's something going on with that, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's having all these avenues to to probably process through some of the things that she went through uh, and, and put them in a creative outlet way, which I think is amazing. And who doesn't love Mariah? Like just so amazing. Yeah. It's it's again, we talk about mental health and we don't joke about it. We talk about therapy because it's important if you need it to get it. Yeah. Uh, and the idea that your mental health being a priority, it affects every other aspect of your life. So mm-hmm. I'm just very like it's funny when you're proud of someone or when you're pleased for someone that you don't know them personally. But I'm really pleased for her that she's come into uh, this self-discovery and 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 finding her peace in a way that yeah. she can really just tap into her her you know her true self and her and her creativity which is abundant yeah oh amazing and i love too how like if we've talked about before how much she loves her fans and they got her through so much of the rough times when she couldn't be vocal about what was going on because it wasn't you know maybe she thought she'd lose her record deal at that time or whatever it was but i just think i think it's like almost like there's like a mariah carey renaissance that's probably been going on for a few years but now it's like it's amped up you know, sure. and then I, I think I also saw news as well today that she's going to be involved in some sort of, I don't know if it's a Broadway thing. I saw that too. I don't, I don't know if it's in the article, but um, I saw something where she's going to be involved in a theater production or something. So good for her. It's I'll, great. I'll try to get that next time for next week. But um, yeah, there's, it's like the, Mar- it's the Mariah Renaissance. Renaissance. I like that. Yeah. I love that term. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you ready for a 90s rewind? Let's do it. Always. All the way back to 1999. Let's party. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of Mariah Carey, she was in the top 20 with Heartbreaker. Mm. Jay-Z featured on that one, obviously. Also, the uh, brother and sister act in Len, Mark and Sharon Costanzo, right? Is that it, Costanzo? I'm blanking. Sounds close. Thank you. <laughs> Let's go with it. Let's go with it. One of those songs that is signature 90s classic, Steal My Sunshine, actually sampled a disco hit from the 70s called More, More, More by the Andrea True Connection. 
So connections are always made. You're never just singularly what you are. You are mm-hmm. inspired by something else. So it's nice when you nice when you can make those connections like that. And as Blink-182 plan to hit the road for their reunion tour in uh, 2023, their hit All the Small Things was new this week back in 1999, obviously en route to becoming a big hit for them. Uh, and hey, Dirt A, <laughs> baby, I got your money, don't you worry. I said, hey, uh, we were hearing <laughs> ODB on the radio. Maybe more on the video. There's a lot of F-bombs in that song. Uh, (laughs) So maybe it was more on the TV or on the compact disc, uh, where now we're hearing that one, I think, in a detergent commercial. Yeah, possibly. Thank you, ODB. Um, And one more, Donnell Jones. Oh, yeah. Signature hit. See, I knew. Kelly got the shoulder shimmy going on that one. Yeah. You know what's up. Uh, that also featured the excellent rap skills with a Z of Lisa Left Eye Lopez. And I think that that song totally holds up this many mm-hmm. years later. Mm-hmm. You know what's up. Yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yo, yes, you do. I had a thought as you were talking, Sharon, that you mentioned earlier on in the show that, um, you know, you're playing the new Metallica song and we definitely would not play that on my station. We yep. might play the Thunderpuss remix, remix of it. <laughs> well, let's look forward to that. Hey. Eh? <laughs> I listen to that. The Christmas miracle. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I, I always like to bring new music to the table. So before we end the show, um, do you remember the group Dragonette, Sharon? And Adam should because we played that on Virgin. Yeah. yeah. Kind of. Yeah. So like it's probably five or six years, maybe a little bit longer that we used to play Dragonette. They used to be a trio, but then the married couple broke up. So now it's just oh. the vocalist. <laughs> Because oh, no. I, I feel like the two guys were probably buds, and like once the marriage was over, the other bud left too. <laughs> Imagine uh, you pick me, right, bro? Yeah, <laughs> we're exactly. out. Why aren't we? Why aren't we keeping the band? Yeah. So she's kept uh, the lead singer Martina has kept the uh, the band name, and she's released an album called Twenties, and you have to check out that single Twenties. It's super okay. funky, really cool. And um, Ollie Murs is who's a British artist who uh, did well on the 2009 X Factor in the UK. Came in second. What was his what, big that, song? What's that song? Yeah. Sorry. What's that what, song? Which song? In the corners of my mind. Uh, oh, you mean uh, Ollie Murs' like, song? Yeah. What's his? What's oh, I can't the name remember it. But I, we played it on Virgin. Oh, Our, yeah. It was so good. Um, but he has a new track called "I Hate You When You're Drunk," and it's Ooh. really good. So. Check that out. And lastly, um, I found this by accident. There's an English artist. Her name is Ray Morris, R-A-E Morris. Uh, Mm -hmm. She has a song called Wise Words. It's this amazing ballad. So let me know what you think. It's very good. Nice. Nice. And Troublemaker was the song me shared. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Troublemaker. Mm -mm. That's it. Yeah. Troublemaker, you got the best of me, wasn't it? Ollie Merce? Yeah, but I'm trying. I think he had a few ones um and it's funny because sometimes i confuse ollie murs with james arthur and there's mm. another one there's like three male british artists that are not ed sheeran that are similar <laughs> dermot <laughs> kennedy dean lewis Louis oh yeah Capaldi, that's right yeah. all of those is dean dean lewis is australian right i think oh is he i he think might, so yeah, he might be rachel would know <laughs> rachel <laughs> rachel come yeah. to our rescue yeah Rachel actually didn't comment on our last comment last week from the Australian Uh Outback if the Wi-Fi service is good. (laughs) Because she's like, you idiots. Yeah. 
I live in a home <laughs> yeah. with walls and a roof. Yeah. I don't know if you heard this, but um, I played this clip on my show. There's an Australian DJ, radio DJ who's, who's I, I won't give her last name, even though this is public knowledge, but her, her first name's Erin. She did a bit on her show, I think with another DJ, about facing your fears. And so her fear is spiders. So um, they let, like, a, their spider was going to crawl on her. Anyways... All you hear is her. I got to send you this audio, Sharon and and, and uh, Adam. Uh, all you hear is ah, and then he's like, she starts like hyperventilating, and the guy's like, I guess there was like an expert spider guy, and he's like, we, he's like, we can stop now. And also, I realized too in Australia, spiders are probably the size of Alaska. You know, yeah. like they're really big. But he goes. He's like, we just want you to feel comfortable, so like we can stop this, whatever. She's like, she's like, no, keep going like this, and then she faints, and they had to go to commercial. <laughs> oh my goodness! I yeah. could not do that. Oh, yeah, I hate so uh, I hope Aaron's uh. all right. <laughs> I think she's probably all right. But well, that's a bit fresh for me because my colleague set up, uh, my co-host set up um, a similar circumstance because he is afraid of spiders. Oh, really? So he, he brought in an expert. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I didn't we didn't know. talk about this. I'm surprised because there were some pretty good-sized spiders. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you something gross. Just She brought in, like, I swear to God, one that was, like, that big. I'm trying to find pictures of it, and I can't find it. I don't want to um, see them. <laughs> that's fine. But one fun thing, and it's not actually fun, uh, is that spiders, uh, they shed their coat Okay. So she brought in this thing that looked like a full-on spider. Yeah. And it was just like its jacket. <laughs> so it was, we had it in the studio for a while, but it, it's compelling because you're like, is that moving? But it's like a literal Ugh. taking the jacket off and it looks like an actual spider. Oh my goodness. Ugh. That's a lot. Gross. The whole thing <laughs> was gross. Ugh. Um, and okay, for our well, audio that was neither sharing... 90s not, nor now, but no. we did talk about it. So, <laughs> but the uh, fear is very real, Adam. I'm getting that for you. <laughs> for the audio listeners, uh, you, you did the, this, but what do you think? Six inches? Like, how big is it for our audio people? Who oh, are it's listening? like if you were to make a circle with your thumb and your thumbs and your middle fingers. That's okay, so big. that's fairly large. Yeah. Also yeah. known as the big one. Yeah. <laughs> Full circle. Nice one, Adam. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> Ciao. I'm out. <laughs> Mic drop. Boop. Well done. And you know what? We're at the end of it, so we can't keep going after that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we've hit the now, we've hit the 90s, and we appreciate that you found us wherever it is uh, that you do, whatever the platform. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for sharing it with your friends and being a part of, uh, of this whole experience, for reaching out, for talking to us. Uh, we appreciate it very much. Thank you for listening to 90s Now, still happening.